0: So it's GDC week, and next week we're flying out to San Francisco where Joe's going to be giving a talk on the new updated ink engine, which is going open source, allowing anybody to write the next 80 days or sorcery, <laughs> which is super exciting. So, um first off I guess we should probably introduce ourselves. I'm Tom. I'm Joe. I'm John. <laughs>
1: So, what is Ink then? So, Ink is our narrative scripting language that we developed internally at um, Inkle, and we've been using it for our entire com- company's history, which is surprisingly long now. It, we've, yeah, four and a half four years. Four and a half, and I half think years. We've
2: used it on something like nine titles now? Yeah. Well, I haven't counted, but wow. it's, it's that yeah. order.
1: So, uh, we're really proud of. Inc. It's kind of the bedrock of every single one of our games, including Sorcery and 80 Days. And uh, at GDC next week, we're going to be open sourcing the next version of mm. our language, which I'm personally hugely excited about. Yeah,
2: it's a big milestone
1: for you, this one, is have <laughs> kind of been wanting to go open source on this thing
2: and, and to really make the compiler proper. Because I think yeah. when, we, when we first built it, you, I mean, when we first started making our, our Inkle Book concept back in the mm. day, and... Uh, you, Joe, designed a a JSON data format that the game could read in with the content and the diversions in it, but I think you didn't really think that much about how it was going to be authored. That was a a different problem. Yeah. So I had done a few bits of scripts in the past, so I Mm. knocked out a very nasty bit of Perl script that just turned a rough markup into this JSON format. Yeah. And it, was, it felt good. It felt so good that we kept developing and expanding and adding little features to it. And so I ended up with this thing that we called a language and a compiler that really, really
1: was It's wasn't. like this gnarled tree of a uh, script that, uh, that yeah, compiles th- th- your th- it writing. It does work. It. Yeah. But
2: I remember at one point you said, said to me, well, I mean, presumably you just load up the data structure and export it. And I said, what is a data structure? <laughs> 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 it was this, I saw this cloud pass across your face. <laughs> so we finally got ink. Onto a level keel, like the new yeah. version of the compiler is a proper compiler. Yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm also excited not just process. about um, the implementation of the compiler, but also the fact that we've taken a step back. We've looked at the design of how ink works and we've really tried to rationalize it and streamline it um, so that all of the features kind of work together and so, that it's hopefully a, a beautiful language that um, writers will enjoy using. Yeah,
2: and hopefully is approachable. It's, it's funny because the original ink was, we definitely wanted it to be something that writers could use, and we never really put that mm. very much to the test. I mean, like, we
1: have had external writers writing in it, even to this day. True, true. Um, and uh, Meg wrote a huge um, number of words for 80 days in ink um, using the original compiler.
2: Yeah. I, it, I always kind of have this vision for it as being something that like that real like non-technical writers yeah. could use that you know, so sort of that, that you could give to John Grisham and you right. would be able to write something and yeah. I've never yeah. been able to quite test that. But
1: one thing that I love about Ink is that it's at its heart it's kind of more of a a markup language than a programming language. And what I mean by that is at its core it's pure text. So the simplest um, file you can write. In ink is you just write a paragraph of text and that's it and when you run that in the game it will just reproduce that piece of text so in a normal programming language you have to give it a command you have to write a statement you have to say print this string or something or at least at the very least put something in quote marks to say this is some content um whereas in ink it's it's more like it's almost like markdown or something you've got text and you and you write some punctuation to indicate how the flow works and Um, and the structure Um, and you can write logic but at its core um, if you if you want to write a really simple choice-based story what you're writing is just prose with with bullet asterisks and 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 the choices written on yeah and this this
2: this came came from uh, a script i wrote A long time ago to write games in an IF language called Undum, which is Mm. a a web-based JavaScript framework and you write the the code for your game you write your specific game in JavaScript and just trying to write text-based content in JavaScript was just one of the most horrible experiences Mm. I've ever had like when you have a line break on the end you have to backslash your your new line and if you have any single quotes you have to backslash those and double quotes you have to backslash Mm. and this is fine and you kind of get used to it but then, if you ever want to change a sentence, you have to break it up in the middle, put your quotes in, your semicolons. There's no compiler to tell you that you've made a mistake. You have to run the game, yeah. and find the line error. It just this incredibly punishing experience just to write a few paragraphs of text with some speech bubbles in it in a text based language. Mm. And there's no fault to Ian Millington who made Undone. It's a lovely little framework. But mm. like JavaScript isn't designed for this sort of thing. So the mm. first thing I the first thing I did then was to write this script that simply put quote marks around text. That's <laughs> all it did, mm. and that's where where that kind of idea of just using markup yeah. really came from. But I think the thing that that we learned really quickly, and that the the kind of gift that's been giving the whole time, is that it's I think the only in the only interactive fiction language I've ever seen, which makes it really easy to redraft your text, right? Yeah, to break it up into more choices if you want more choices, to move bits of text around with just very little boilerplate mm. I mean I've written in um I've written in Undum and in, in Form 6 and in Form 7 and I've had a little look at choice script which is actually pretty good and mm. and they all kind of put little barriers in the way that just mean that it's very difficult to push your text to being from being good to being excellent mm. I must admit I, one thing I haven't tried is Twine actually
0: Tom have you ever played around with Twine? I've played around with it a bit yeah it's going sort of increasingly visual um but it doesn't quite have the same um the same focus on just being able to write thing mm. does it's far more about building connections between blocks yeah, yeah. It's, it's one thing that a lot of choice based languages especially are really
2: interested in is, is showing you the kind of structure of the flow of the chart of the graph of your story and I think there are definitely games where that makes sense but mm. And they used to do that at Sony as well for the kind of Quest editors that they had were all kind of very much... They really wanted them to be flowchart-based. Mm.
1: Yeah, and this is something that I'm going to touch on a little bit in um, my talk at GDC, actually. It's like, why why didn't we just want to um, build our games out of flowcharts? And yeah, they, they are just fiddly. And I like the analogy of um, uh, using uh, flowcharts to create logic, for example, for shaders. Um, so... Um, in general, when you're doing normal programming, you don't want to build everything out of a flow chart, a flow diagram, because it would just get way too intricate and complex. You don't want to create a new little box and move it around just to write a single line of code. And it's the same with text. Like, Why, why should writers be forced to build these complex kind of circuit diagrams mm. just to do some writing? Yeah,
2: and I mean, and the code example is a really good one, isn't it? It's sort of when you're in a state... In a piece of code, you generally don't care how you got there Mm. very much. What matters is where you are, Mm. not the path that you took to reach this point. And flowcharts are really good for showing you a path through some space, but actually I don't really mind, so long as I know that I know the things I need to know. So I think the, the thing that Ink does is you don't have to look at your structure, but every single thing, every single piece of text the player has ever seen is remembered and can be called up immediately and tested. So you have perfect state knowledge without the need to write it down. Mm. I don't know. I, I wonder how much of this is a personality thing. Something yeah, I'm, was, I'm interested to see too. with Ink is, Because I'm is a more visual person,
1: all. and perhaps I would prefer um, slightly more re- creating flowcharts than you would, for example. Yeah, yeah. But even so, not even I would want to write code using flowcharts. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I think the, the one thing that Ink really
2: unlocks... Um, is just the ability to write at scale as Mm. well. Like, you know, I forget how many thousand choices 80 days have gotten. It's something in the order of... And it is is a matter of
1: uh, using the right tool for the right job. And so... Yeah, using Ink is the right. We develop the tool that would perfectly suit the job we wanted to do. Um, but you know, when we're comparing with something like Twine, I should point out that Ink isn't an end-to-end solution like Twine is. Twine let, lets you yeah. produce a certain type of game that's playable in a certain yeah, way. It's very very moddable as well. Yeah, and so and great. it's really friendly for um, you know um, writers who want to create a full um, game in that particular style, whereas Ink. It's not, it's not an end-to-end solution. It's, it's sort of um, one component of a game. And it's, it's kind of the, the, the whirring little text engine that can power a larger game. And mm. that's also something that we wanted to incorporate in the new version of Ink is the ability to use text to author not necessarily entirely text-based games. Because for each game that we've produced, we've gone more and more graphical and uh, what we're looking to do with games in the future is go push that really far, in fact, and um produce almost entirely graphical games, possibly with voiceover, possibly with um, text in speech bubbles. Um, we're yet to decide on who that. Knows, but, who <laughs> knows? Um, but using the power of text and the expressiveness of text to, to write a script in the same way that you'd write a film script. You know, films aren't a text-based format, but they use this text-based script format to um, describe the structure.
2: And it's weird because that doesn't, it shouldn't sound revolutionary at all because all programming is a text-based switch <laughs> yeah, structure that right. tells... It's just this one has particular optimizations to, yeah, to be yeah. about flow and be about telling, it, telling mm. a thing
0: to do a sequence of things in order. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it's crazy how limiting a lot of the engines that other studios use are. Like, I mean, I've worked on a whole bunch of projects that put all of their story in a spreadsheet... Or yeah. Like an XML file.
1: I think I think yes. spreadsheets.
0: Spreadsheets and XML files are the two worst things about the games <laughs> industry, from
2: my experience. As a yeah, professional absolutely. Player. Like trying to write text into a spreadsheet. There's something about a spreadsheet which just turns off your ability to write good prose. I have nothing but respect for the game writers who use who use spreadsheets to write their content. Their increasing
1: genes. respect, the fact that they're able to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: Exactly. The fact that they can produce what they produce in that framework is a yeah. guy because I just found it absolutely deadly. And but,
1: and yeah. it's and it's kind of shocking that that is actually pretty much the industry standard you may you know there may be other tools that people are using but actually if you if you were to do a survey i would i would bet that that is the most common tool that writers use and
2: like even it's ridiculous things like it's hard to position the cursor in a box in a spreadsheet. It's yeah. hard to see the text because of word wrap. I mean, yeah. it's like asking someone to paint a picture when they're looking at the picture through a tiny postage stamp-sized yeah. hole which they're allowed to move around the image to try and get a sense of it.
0: Well, of course a game stories a crap if you're going there, to...
1: Yeah. It's interesting how
0: there it. isn't actually a solution other than ink, which of course we are playing this episode, <laughs> that kind of gives larger games sort of a solution for text writing. Like as far as I know, Paradox and Telltale and mm. Bioware, they all use in-house software, yeah. and they really could slot in something like Ink.
1: Yeah, I'd am um, I'm, I'm really. I'd be really excited if um, a larger game studio did decide to adopt Ink, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that um, the guys at Stoic who made the Banner Saga, they used Inkle Writer, which is actually a little bit different. So Inkle Writer is the... The semi-graphical tool that we developed, um, again, it was quite early in the days of Inkle, um, but it was really, it's really designed more for kind of amateur writers just to have a little, a taste of the way that we write, um, mm-hmm. in a really easy to use online web tool, but it's got none of the power of Ink. Um, and so I, f- I almost feel a little bit embarrassed that the guys at the ban, at uh, Stoic, um, used Inkle Writer to make, um, uh, the Banner Saga because it's we we're sitting on this, this sort of gold mine of a tool that we that's that's so productive. Like for a us. dragon coiled yeah. around our <laughs> yeah. treasure. Um yeah. and but I mean it seems that really writer was the best that they had um... yeah
2: well I mean when we were developing InkWriter, one of the things that I really liked about it was it's a scratch pad for choice based writing you pick it up and go and there really isn't anything that I've encountered which is as fast for just trying something out knocking out an idea Mm. yeah I mean and that has a limit to how far you can take it
1: Mm. but and I think it doesn't and, really solve that necessarily, but And they've and at Stoic they've taken it really far. Yeah. Really, really yeah. impressed with the way they've managed to use it, which is great and they and they seem to like it. But Yeah. I guess that's the difficulty with getting ink into any larger studios is people will always
2: have a political battle of trying to get Mm. The existing technology out of the way because everybody knows how it works. They know the code works. Yeah. They know how it's integrated. Mm. Um, in return for something which is a new quantity, so we'll we'll have to see how that goes. Mm. You know, it's it's great to dream and have ambitions. Who can yeah. say it will be picked up or not? But mm. I think I'm just really excited in the idea of people writing stories of the kind of rhythm and pacing that that we manage to generate, which yeah. so much of that comes out of the way that the tool works and is structured. Yeah. And I want to play stuff like this. Like mm. it was a joy. Playing Meg's content for eighty days, and it was a joy playing the stuff that Graham's been writing in Ink for Sorcery Four. And mm. you know, may we do other collaborations with people in the future? I hope we do. Um, but I, re- I really, that's the kind of interactive writing that really has gripped me since mm. sort of stumbling upon it, and I, I, I want to see more of this stuff. I, I want to see where it will go because I think it's a really interesting direction. Yeah, wonderful. So that's up to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously for us we're we're using it to internally and actually we're using it at the moment in two projects which couldn't really be more different which is quite a nice test of what it what it's capable of doing so we've got the very narrative one
1: I had I had a slight moment there I was like two projects? oh yeah two oh, projects, two projects yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: and then the, the very not narrative one yeah. And like, they're right. both kind of, it's quite interesting because at the moment running those projects, more or less simultaneously at the moment, mm. like, they're just generating completely different classes of bugs. because yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're testing completely different bits of the feature so. Yeah. It's
1: something that um, worries me slightly with the release of um, Ink at GDC is that people are going to start to adopt it and use it in entirely new ways and find it, a million different bugs, a but, whole but class of I issues. should say we're in alpha at this yeah, stage. Yeah, exactly. well,
2: hopefully, if it's open source, then yeah, people, people will can find it and fix it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I think we're really
1: excited to see if if we mm. get any talented people helping out because yeah, I think I'm really, really excited about that. It's funny because every time we've released a game, there's always been a platform that it hasn't been released on. Whether it's kind of sorcery being released on iOS, and immediately the first comment on any thread will be, "What about Android?" Whereas now. You know, it's, Inc. is, is a C-sharp-based uh, tool. Um, and if someone says, what about C++? Well, we can say, go and do it you go." <laughs> yeah. oh, well. If anyone wants to
2: do
0: a JavaScript framework, I'd really appreciate that. Actually. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, absolutely. yeah, Cool. Lovely. All right. Well, we'll wrap up there. If you want to use Inc., Joe, what's the link that they can use to find it right now?
1: so we're on we will be on github um, on release which will be at github.com slash incle slash inc and we've also got a little web page at inklestudioscom slash inc wonderful so if you're listening to this episode now inc should be out otherwise we're out on the 18th of
0: March and if you're at GDC uh, you can track down Joe and Tom and ask them about it
1: yeah please do tweet us at Studios. We'll